This is uh, uh, Jeff Nyquist, uh, and with me is Jan Lamprecht from South Africa, and we're going to be discussing uh, Barack Obama's uh, inauguration and becoming president of the United States. Jan wants to ask me some questions about this, um, uh, so so go ahead, Jan. What did you want to ask about ask Obama? Well, well, Jeff, I mean, we've been hearing so much about Obama. It's been empty over here. I mean, it's been like the second coming. Uh, it reminds me of when Nelson Mandela was let out of prison and when he was elected and the media the, the, the media frenzy here is just incredible and they are basically telling us that you know everything that was wrong with the world is about to be completely fixed and you know I have to tell you Jeff that over the years I've heard so many of these positive pronouncements from the media you know I was there when Robert Mugabe came to power and everybody praised him and Nelson Mandela well I, I thought uh, I thought it was the time for the rapture. And, um, you know, I just don't believe these things anymore. I'm just completely skeptical. So when people... And, and by the way, when Bill Clinton was elected, there was also a similar frenzy. But it's obviously because the media is sort of center or leftish. So when one of their guys gets elected, they tell you that, man, now everything's just going to be coming up roses. What do you say to that? Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, uh, two things um i i'm i'm a somewhat pessimistic uh thinker in politics uh i think uh, that pessimism is the position of the wise man in politics that, that you you don't want to go into anything with an optimistic uh I, ideal uh because that's where you get your um you know terror in the french revolution or a dictator uh, because it is it is pessimism that protects us that makes us cautious that makes us err on the side of, of caution and that it is when we make these bold pronouncements of all these great things we can achieve that we stumble back and that we hand power over to the wrong person. I would uh, take issue with you uh, comparing uh, Barack Obama to Mugabe or Nelson Mandela. Mugabe and Nelson Mandela were terrorists. They were uh, they're they're objectively evil men. Now maybe Obama's evil. We, uh, we you know we don't know yet. I mean, but but I will tell you that I am surprised as an American, knowing that he was the 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 American senator with the most left voting record, that Obama has made a lot of conservative pronouncements. That his inaugural address, except for a reference to global warming in a paragraph about um, you know uh, uh, multiculturalism that his his inaugural could have been pronounced by uh, Ronald Reagan about. I mean it's, it's, it has okay. many conservative things in it now these are words and not deeds so we don't know whether he's yeah. just trying to calm the fears that he's going to govern from the left but uh, the most disturbing paragraph I mean global warming nonsense it duped if he bought into it so it doesn't speak well of his intellect that he leaves in global warming uh, wow. but uh, but this is the paragraph that I find troubling Nagra comes in the middle of Nagra or know that our patriotic rank not a weird nation Christian Muslims and Hindu believe we are shaped by every language drawn from every end of this earth and because we have tasted the bitter will of civil war and segregation and emerged from that dark chapter stronger and more united we cannot help but believe that the old hatred shall someday pass and that the lines of tribes shall soon dissolve that as the world grows smaller our common humanity shall reveal itself and that America must play its role in ushering in an era of that disturbs me both for its optimism and for the failure to recognize that that this nation has been profoundly uh, uh, influenced by Christianity, Europeanization, and not every single language culture. Well, Jeff, you know, I mean, if you really look at America, America was in its current form was created by white men who were Christians, and it was white people who stuck together and who created this country. They fought for the country. They came up with the concepts that on which the country is based and the values, and they made 
made that country great. And it was only much, much later that all these other people are now coming to the country. And the reason these other people are coming to the country is because they're fleeing from the hell holes in which they live and they're running away to your country. They are coming, they are all coming to a white man, essentially a white man's country, apart from the, apart from those who were slaves and apart from the American Indians. But everybody else has pretty much fled away from hell that they yeah. created. Um, now, now to say, uh, a lot of people are going to think that that you and I, for saying these things, we are reactionary racists. And the mm-hmm. reason that they'll they would say this is that we're basically pronouncing the superiority of the white race or the Christian religion. But I would I would make this uh, this clear. Just because somebody acknowledges that a country is basically a Christian or European formation uh, doesn't make you a racist. That's just a historical fact that the country was formed with that background. Um, and and now people would say, okay, so what? You know, now the country is uh, multi-racial, multi-ethnic, uh, uh, and that we we have to move away from this European Christian heritage in a lot of longer, um, yes. and that we are evolving into something else. Well, okay, and here's where Obama's optimism comes. He believes that multicultural something else, that patchwork heritage, is a strength and not a weakness. And this is his optimism, my pessimism. I hope that our patchwork heritage now, because our elite has committed us, and I hope it works out, because it, if it doesn't, it's going to be hell here that people are going to want to flee yes. from. Uh, so it, it well, better Jeff, work out. But, well, I, Jeff, but I, I don't, I'm not sure it will. In fact, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, not because I'm a racist, Jeff, but because can, I'm a realist. Yes. Well, sorry for interrupting like that, but you know, uh, i got to tell you, it just isn't as simple as people think. You know, if politics was simple, if if, if human if human society was a simple thing, then I'm sure we would have had a couple of thousand years of peace by now. The fact that, not, that hardly a year goes by on this planet that there isn't a dozen wars and and it's been this way for thousands of years should tell people that you know human nature and is a very complicated thing <clears throat> and to me in many ways a lot of these ideas are actually very simplistic and they would never and and i mean even just in one's day-to-day life if you look at people in many ways human nature is counterintuitive i i, I take for example you know just this just a simple fact of sometimes you treat somebody nicely. Just because you're nice to somebody every day doesn't mean that they will always be nice to you. There are times when people come and despite what you've done for them, they will they might be in a bad mood or something and they'll start taking things out on you. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything to deserve it. But they may be in a bad mood. They could be selfish. You know, there's all sorts of things in human nature. You know, it's, it's almost as if these guys are assuming that all people are good, all people are logical, all people are reasonable. That is not the case in the world. No. People are ambitious, people are selfish, people have got a lot of very nasty characteristics. And if those people, and, and you know, <clears throat> even if you treat someone well, or somebody behaves well, and then a situation changes. Take, for example, some of these, <clears throat> take, some, take, for example, these blacks in Africa, where they've been oppressed. Now they get a chance to be free. <clears throat> And and they say, oh, well, now we're going to rule ourselves. <clears throat> so you would think now that now you have black people ruling black people. It's all going to be great. And yet you'll see they're stealing from each other and they'll be engaging in new that they didn't commit or, or that they that they hadn't been able to commit in the past. It's not to say that just because something has changed, that everything's now going, that, that everything that was before was wrong <clears throat> yeah. and that now it's suddenly going to be right. <clears throat> you know. 
know, it, it, it's when I look at the situation of Obama being president, and I've heard this from many of my friends, they are very worried. Uh, the biggest worry yeah. about Obama's presidency actually isn't that he's going to govern from the from the left. The thing that worries a lot of my friends the most is that somebody's going to yeah. assassinate him, and it's going to break the oh, back please. of race relations in this country, <clears throat> that, the, that the black community will be so enraged, so alienated, that a wound will mm -hmm. occur because of the sensitivity of um, black <laughs> Uh, that that it that it would uh, cause massive massive civil unrest. Uh, also exacerbate the left right divide because people will then be mm -hmm. blaming conservative thought and conservative ways of thinking for this disaster instead of blaming the the assassin or whoever does it. And so we are uh, we are very worried because our, our literally our racial harmony depends on the safety of this man. Uh, and so we're just, wow. we're just praying. And of course anybody who wants to a race or all they have to do is successfully pull off an act of violence against this president because he. He is at the same time a very unifying figure, a very positive figure, and a lot of Americans are extremely um, hopeful because it, it because this country being a majority white country, we elected a black president. This means this proves an attempt by the white country to prove to the black, look, we're not racist. We have a black president. We've yes. elected him. We're not <laughs> as bad as you think. We're not out to get you. Want you? We want one country. I, I mean, this this is the message, and it is a very um, there's a tremendous will. Already part of the vast majority of white racists in this country are a, are a minority, are a tiny minority. Um, uh, they are not accepted in the workplace. They are not accepted in academia. They're not accepted in government. Uh, a racist utterance will end your career in this country if you're a white person. Now, if you're a black person, it doesn't uh, necessarily yes. end your career. But as a black person, it certainly does. I mean, as a white person, it certainly does end your country. This is important to know that there is you know? this effort underway by white Americans, and 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 we have a lot of a lot at stake. We've had policy many years to try to bring this kind of thing about. You know, Jeff, it's it's a very alien thing to me, and, and I watch it with tremendous tremendous interest because politics and the kind of thinking in your country is all about defusing situations and it appears to me you know as I view from afar in your country people are extremely sensitive about what other people think of you and I can see why I mean it's because you people are a global power and you have to deal with everybody on the planet so uh, you know if you start alienating <coughs> non-white races then you are alienating most of the people on the planet mm -hmm. and you know all of Asia and South America and Africa cannot turn their backs on you so I can see that your country from its power that it has to actually <clears throat> that it has to actually take into consideration all these non-white people and that really at the end of the day it's you can't alienate these people because these people control resources these people could change alliances they could go and ally themselves and China. So I can see where you people are coming from. And I I think that I would say it's a, a fascinating experiment. Mm -hmm. But in my own personal, in my if, if I take the way that I live my own life, you know, in my workplace, I would like people, but of people who don't like me. And I've just discovered in life that you cannot make people like you. And there comes a point in your life where you have to say that, you know what, I don't actually care if people like me. I I behave in a certain way and I have certain values and I will behave to people in a certain way, but I'm not going to necessarily go out of my way to try and make them love me. And in your country, you people can go ahead and try to make people love you, but I actually think you will be surprised that, you know, people are not logical, people are not reasonable, and all people are not good. You know, some of these people who you want to like you 
you may in and of themselves have character weaknesses, character flaws, hidden hatreds and jealousies that you are not aware of. And you might be surprised that maybe by behaving well to them, you might you might not always get the exact result that you're looking for. And I think that there is a limit to how far you people can go in trying to get people to like you. And I also think, Jeff, that you do not realize because you people are relatively well off and you have a, a, a nice stable society, a good life, you forget that there are people who grow up in completely different societies who, who can build up a hatred and and or a jealousy of you, an envy of you that, that shock you. And no matter what you do, you will not easily be able to change those people. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, we, and we've experienced that a great deal. I mean, in, in terms of building democracy in Iraq, uh, there was the misunderstanding in the country that the people would be grateful in Iraq. And uh, the only people... No, they might hate you. Yeah, the only people that are <laughs> grateful are the Kurds. And and actually befriending the Kurds has cost us the goodwill of Turkey in some regard. Uh, has, has, and Turkey is a much more important country strategically for the United States Kurds. So we have made friends with with the smallest ethnic group in Turkey, I, I mean in Iraq, uh, at the expense of the Sunnis who hate us because they lost control of the country as as, as the second largest group in the country. And the, the uh, Shiites who are playing yes. us because they know as soon as we leave they will align themselves with Iran and they will yes. uh, they will take on an anti-American policy. We will have uh, built a, de- uh, a pro-Iranian democracy uh, and an anti-American democracy because if the majority uh, Shiites are allowed to vote in somebody, they're going to vote in somebody that's taking orders from Tehran. And uh, this, in in essence, places the whole Persian Gulf at risk and means that now Iran holds the balance of power, has the overwhelming power in the Persian Gulf and that, uh, that the Saudis have to come with hat in hand to Iran begging for mercy. And so then this vast oil supply falls in the hands of that may be our enemy. So it's hard to say. I mean, that yes. China and Russia as its ally and America is the great state. So uh, it's, yes. it's, I mean, maybe some people believe that Obama can strike a peace deal with Iran, but uh, may not be. It may just be that we have just <laughs> handed over uh, the Persian Gulf to an enemy. I think, Jeff, that maybe in, in your politics and in the thinking of your people, that, that people are going to have to eventually realize that, that they can try all these all these different games, but I think people believe too much in, in the value of peace and in the value of kindness, and I think you will see the limits of some of these things. And I'm going to tell you another thing. This is a hard one to convey, but <clears throat> and, and and maybe it will not be an easy one to try and get across to you, but I've seen here in Africa, you know, in Africa, I'm sure you've you've heard that, that you know, if they've conducted IQ tests in various parts of Africa, that you're getting people lowest IQs on the planet. And one of the things that, that I've seen is that you must sometimes be careful of people people like that in the sense that if you start giving in too much to them, after a time, they actually start feeling superior to you. And they and it might actually create something for you that, that um, it may actually be negative um, in the sense that their hatred and other feelings and emotions within them, you know, may come out. And it may not be pretty. You well, know, of it's course, like, we, we like wouldn't if, if people who were <laughs> living in the Stone Age or, or the early Bronze Age a hundred years ago uh, are suddenly uh, made to think that they're superior to uh, European civilization. Yes, could definitely be dangerous because then the people would be basing their political acts on fa- a false <coughs> sense of, of power and uh, yeah. importance. Yes. Yeah. And you know what they will do, Jeff, is they will try to dominate you. You you may you may think this is crazy, but but 
but I've observed this. And if you look at the politics of liberation movements, for example, um, the way a lot of black people in Africa didn't want to even fight white people. They didn't even want change. They, they actually didn't believe that changing the politics would improve things. Um, m- many black people were very skeptical about these liberation movements when they came along. And the only way that those liberation movements managed to actually get the, the blacks to fight the whites was by giving them a lot of propaganda that actually were, uh, a lot of it wasn't even, wasn't even close. But they had to, you have to see how these guys build up their spirits with all sorts of false statements. And they try to build up their superiority and their confidence. At the end of the day, a lot of these people don't have much confidence. And so a lot of their propaganda was based on giving these people a false sense of confidence and a false sense of superiority. And it carried over in all sorts of things. For example, if they were involved in a battle, they would go afterwards and report, you know, that they'd killed hundreds of our soldiers, you know, and they, they would exaggerate everything so that they keep on stoking the fires of their own confidence because that is what allows them to carry on with the combat because if those people knew the truth they would give up um, and yeah you you have to be careful with people I actually think like I say that I, I think life is far too complicated for a simple solution to solve all the problems of the world I, I personally do not believe that just marketing peace will bring you peace and I think it's going to be much more complicated than that and that there are some people who will like you some people will hate you some people you can be friendly to and they will be friendly back to you and other people you will have to take a a weapon and shove it in their faces and tell them where to get off i think that that is i think that 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 is the only realistic way but um so i i have no faith in in that experiment in your country and um but i must say something Uh, i hear a lot of people talk about this thing of a assassinating Obama and I personally hope that nobody assassinates him but I also think that some people maybe go a little bit overboard on the danger of white races <clears throat> because I don't I would be most surprised if there were whites who actually went that far as trying to kill this guy do you really think it could happen Yes, I think it could. I think it could because look at Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh was basically a white racist <clears throat> supremacist uh, who uh, blew up the Oklahoma City uh, Federal Building and killed 100 people, over 100 people, uh, in the greatest act of domestic terrorism. He was influenced by a neo-Nazi book, um, The Turner Diaries, and um, okay. uh, the violence was was shocking. And um, and that the fact is is that these people don't like multiculturalism. They don't like the fact that this experiment is being tried, and they would, in one stroke, ter- turn the races against each other, which is what they want. Because after all, they're white people, and if the blacks and whites fall out and start fighting, they're going to be on the winning side, right? They're going to be leading it. Okay. So there's a political okay. logic for a neo-Nazi American pride per- president, Do that. Uh, and and it is very, it is a disturbing thought uh, for us here in the country. It is, it is definitely but, disturbing. But surely your intelligence, I see, is on one 
monitoring websites and 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 will be able to catch up most of the sort of plots that come along. I hope so. I don't have the greatest faith in the FBI. I have to be <laughs> honest with you. The FBI uh, okay. is 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 an organization is is a third-rate counterintelligence counterterrorization. Uh, they've had victories, but of course, you know, it's not that difficult a battle Muslim terror to ba- to battle uh, American bread and more Nazi terror. Different. The FBI has cracked down uh-huh. on Nazi. We have had Nazi. We had a talk radio host Denver, Colorado, assassinated by that I planted bomb. Yeah, I did. Get, um, okay. Uh, so there, there, there is, a, there is this subculture in the U.S. Um, but it is small. I have to say, the Nazi subculture in the U.S. is small, and uh, they, there is a reason to believe that the uh, that the FBI has a better chance against them, being that they're small, but not as good a chance of uh, being that they're they may be more intelligent, and they may okay. be, uh, they may be possible to underestimate. Um, so, so that is a problem, and they may get help from foreign forces. Uh, there is been talk of the neo-Nazi being linked to Muslim terror here, uh, that there might yes. be an alliance Muslim terrorists and neo-Nazi here, and there may be an alliance between yes. the far left uh, and uh, neo-Nazi terror. So this is, yes. this is a concern here because uh, because they all have the same goal, <laughs> to disrupt U.S. Uh, government, federal government. And, of course, we know what happened in 9-11, and we know what happened in Oklahoma City bombing, and we know that weapons of mass destruction could come into play in sex. Well, well I, I must say that, I mean, Obama must be protected by almost a small army at this point, isn't it? Yes, yes, I think he is. He got, he's got more protection and there's more concern. I think the Secret Service takes right against the new president very seriously and, and, and rightly so. I I would not be pleased if, if they tripled or quadrupled the, the budget of protection president. I would very happy that if it if it really did uh, diminish chance that any harm would come to uh, because it's this country's uh, stability depends on the safety of the president more than any other president uh, because yes. of the racial implication. Um, uh, when you say that, 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 you know, that we may be exaggerating fear. Ah, uh, let's hope so that we're exaggerating fear. But this is a this is a real fear, fear that Americans have um, because of the past and because <clears> of the, the 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 strong desire of white people, the majority of white people, to heal the wound of the past. And and of course, here is where where sort of my pessimism comes in. I I don't think that having uh, the black president necessarily going to uh, bring the black community over and say, hey, you know, white men, people aren't racist. Uh, I hope that it will, but I don't have that great a confidence because yeah. there's a tribal <laughs> mentality among the minority United States very strong tribal mentality. and I would say there is more yeah. racism uh, man for man there's more racism uh, on the in the black community than in the white community. Uh, that, that's yeah. a strange thing Jeff, to say Jeff, but it's, it's the truth I think it's the objective Jeff truth. Jeff it's the same in this country you know in this country we've got 11 official languages because we've got about 10 or 11 tribes in this country and you should hear how they talk about each other you should hear a, 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 a Cape colored talk about a black or a, or a Indian talk about a black. You know, everybody is so focused on racism among white that they completely forget how absolutely racist everybody else. And you know, and I I think this this thing has gone too far. Personally, I actually hope that Obama doesn't suffer any harm during his presidency for the simple reason that I I would like him to see him see out his term because I think that that he should be given a chance, try his luck, and govern the way that he believes and what the values that he believes because I think that much of the time he'll be disproving himself more than anything else. Oh, I really do not. Well, well, Jan, with know. that, we're, we're, we're completed our 30 minutes and so I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a fascinating discussion. I uh, I say Jan is in Africa and so that's why there's some modulation. Thank you.